0: what's up everyone this is your host Cormisha Marino, and welcome back to the museum of my mind uh i am recording today's june monday june 8th it's 12 45 a.m i was like oh you know i'm gonna start doing some writing for this episode and in my mind i'm like hey this is a five minute thing but as i do more and more research it just gets bigger and bigger and it gets more sad and i apologize in advance if i start crying so this is season two which i titled the 2020 reign of terror this is episode three and the name of this episode is as follows brianna taylor and the woman we remember due to say her name on this episode of the museum of my mind we celebrate the life of brianna taylor by saying her name and remembering the lives of other women of color that we have lost to police brutality. I ask that you don't be upset with yourself for being ignorant to the information you're about to hear. In fact, I knew that there were black, black and brown females of all ages missing from the Bronx, and I knew that it wasn't being reported. As a woman, I can say that I just knew, even though I had no substantial evidence to back up my theory, I just knew something was going on. We always see black men who are lynched by officers on television, and it made me think, where are the women? On this episode, I can assure you that I have done the work and found some names of the deceased so that we can say her name. Stay tuned. Once again, this is your host, Quamisha Moreno, and thank you for listening to The Museum of My Mind. So I feel like every week is getting harder and harder, and as I uncover more information, I feel like I get sadder and sadder. So on social media, I have seen some alarming content. Some men are arguing they are mansplaining at its worst of why we shouldn't pinpoint Breonna Taylor in this time, even though she passed before George Floyd. The argument is that we watched Floyd die because we were provided with a visual that was a tipping point for the public. The tipping point for hundreds of years of oppression and slavery and segregation, redlining, you name it. Like this, this is all of it boiled down to one point. In the case of Breonna Taylor, it has been said that we just heard her story. Because we didn't see it, her story didn't get as many uh, views, It, it got pushed back in the shadows, like, it wasn't as important, and that is something that really bothers me. A commenter stated that this generation has a short attention span, and that they don't want to read articles or paragraphs about what is going on in the world. I agree that we are all fighting the same fight, but the reality that this fight is more visible when it comes to males. This man that I won't name, he continues to argue with every female on his page and calling them out of their name because they explains to him why Brianna is important. What I ask of you as the listeners, what I ask of you as the audience, what I ask of this audience being predominantly male is that you learn how to do your own research and use facts as your defense so that you know how to debate as opposed to personally attack people. When you run out of information so that like be well-rounded enough so that you can speak to an infinite amount of subjects about things that are happening in the world and be curious enough to ask questions when you don't know something just because you are a male doesn't mean that you're always right and later i will get into mansplaining at the end of uh, the majority of what i have to say today i will have a few definitions. It's always great for people to read the dictionary, but if you don't, I got you. Don't even worry about it. That's what I'm here for. So getting to the main subject matter. On June 5th, 2020, Breonna Taylor would have turned 27 years old. Instead of celebrating her birthday like most 27-year-olds would like to do, or even the way that everyone is celebrating during a worldwide pandemic, everyone is marching and singing her name due to racial injustices that she and many others have faced at the hands of police like brianna taylor she should not be famous for this right now she should be young making money because she was an essential worker she should be like on a vacation because outside officially opens up tomorrow at least in new york city i don't i'm not sure about uh the state that she's from but but here it's like we're all going to be out and she's dead and i i have my eyes are getting watery as I say this, and I was trying not to cry, so forgive me in advance if I if I break down, but I, I feel like I really need to get through this tonight while it's on my mind. Uh, Where was I? The officers who murdered her by using a no-knock warrant are still working and have not been charged as of today. Here is a clip of the chant from a protest I attended in Manhattan on June 6th. I would like to point out that this was a peaceful protest. Um, Nobody was rioting. Nobody was looting. Uh, What else could I say? We were chanting for both Breonna Taylor and George Floyd. But I could say that the majority of signs were for George Floyd. And there was a lot of chanting for Breonna Taylor as much. But as far as there being um, awareness for other females that who also passed besides the sign that I had I I wouldn't say that there was any uh at all and then also uh, at least in my experience it wasn't like what I viewed in a mass media about it being like a horrific experience and people dying like I know that is happening to people but for the march that I attended in Manhattan that was not the situation and did I already say that there was a lot of Caucasian people there with their kids love that as well the Say Her Name aka SHN campaign was created by the African American Policy Forum known by the acronym AAPF and the Center for Intersectionality and Social Policy Studies known as CISPS. Due to the lack of response by the black community and the lack globally to be honest, According to the website AAPF.org, this campaign aims to bring awareness to the names and stories of black women and girls who have been victimized by racist police violence and to provide support to their families. The website also says the following. Including black women and girls in police violence and gender violence discourses sends the powerful message that indeed all black lives matter. If our collective outrage around cases of police violence is meant to serve as a warning to the state that its agents cannot kill without consequence, our silence around the cases of black women and girls sends a message that certain deaths do not merit repercussions. And I just personally, I just think it's crazy because it's like, I didn't even know that this website existed. and the way that it just pulled on my heartstrings is crazy. And I do love seeing the support from um from celebrities because I feel like I feel like something I read on social media earlier on my on my Facebook page is that, oh, all of these makeup companies are saying, hey, we stand with you, but they don't even create shades in our color. So I do want to shout out Fenty again and you know, Queen Rihanna, in my mind, I'd be arguing with her when something is sold out. But, like, she really came through and she represented us. And then also, Iman. Iman is... She not, she's not of my generation. She's of an older generation. And she's an Egyptian model. She speaks, like, several different languages. At first, um, like, I've always seen her. And she was married to Bowie. But I, like, I saw her in person, face-to-face, at... um Cuomo, he had an African heritage event at his house and as mentioned in the city, and she was one of the honorees and she's just so beautiful to to be in front of. And I just know from reading up about her that she was one of the first black people to create makeup for, for color people. So shout out to her. Uh, something that actress Gabrielle Union posted was this, say her name. We know her story. She should be here. So many black women have met the same fate. We must not forget black women when we are fighting. It's always important for us to know what we can do as the people. Rapper Little Dicky put this, well, he posted this on his page. One, sign the petition at change.org. If, I mean, okay, so last podcast I did say, like, you know, so many people play different roles. And if you can't march, then at least get online sign some petitions i've signed a few over the past week and this is one that i'm going to sign today number two donate to brianna's family GoFundMe. so again she was an essential worker she has two jobs she was a primary breadwinner without the money that she's making then just just imagine the setbacks that they can be going through three call kentucky attorney general daniel cameron at 502-696- 5300 zero, zero. again that is 502-696-5300 six, six, zero, zero. and tell them that the officers involved need to be arrested number four say her name use your art to remind people that her life mattered on sean king's page this is what he said you can do one go to standwithbreed.com and join their action team two Save the following hotline number, which is 502-735-1784. Again, that's 502-735-1784. So while we are on the subject of Breonna Taylor, we cannot leave out her boyfriend, Kenneth Walker. The police barged into his home and they didn't identify themselves. They shot the... (laughs) This part... They shot his girlfriend, and then he called nine one one for help. With his legally owned firearm, he shot at the officers who never identified themselves. He was then charged with attempted murder. I'm proud to report that all charges against him have been dropped. At the same time, nothing can undo the trauma that he has undergone these last few months, and I hope that he, I hope that we all seek help when we feel that we need it. The following clip is is. Honestly, it's it's pretty sad. This is the 911 call that he made after Brianna was shot.
1: 911 operator Harris, where's your emergency? Uh, I don't I don't know what happened. Somebody kicked in the door inside my girlfriend. Okay, where are you located? I'm um, at 3003 Springfield Drive, apartment four. 3003 Springfield Drive, apartment number four. Yes. God. Okay, how old is your girlfriend? She's 26. Bring she's it. You? Oh you said 26, God. where was she shot at? I don't know. She's on the grill right now. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm, uh, you said she's 26. Is she alert and able to talk to you? No, she's not. Breathe. She's I'm just. Okay, and you said you're in apartment number 4? Help! Oh my God! Yes, I am! What's your name, sir? My name is Kim Walker. You said... And you said she's 26? Yes. Okay, you said 3003 Springfield Drive, apartment number 4? Yes. Okay. Can you check and see where she's been shot at? I can't, you know, that's funny, no. Okay. Is oh the alert goodness. able to talk to you? No, Bree. I'm oh. fainting here. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I'm about to faint What the fuck? Oh my god. Can you get her turned over on her back? i need to and see where she shot it. Oh my god! Oh my god! to go! Why okay. I gotta go. Kenneth. Okay. Go, go. Kenneth, can <laughs> you hear me?
0: If you listened to season 2 episode 1 titled Being Black in America Triggers Me, then you would have heard my poem Triggered. In that poem I mentioned Rosewood, which is a movie that gave me nightmares. As a youngin', I knew this happened to black people, but I didn't know that this movie was based off of a true story until last week, guess I was two days years old when I found out. I also mentioned the movie Roots that I hated, no I haven't seen the newer version, and that is because I'm overseeing this. I'm over being triggered due to recent events when it comes to the injustices of my community. I have sat down to watch Freedom Writers. I've watched Free Meek. And now uh, because of Say Her Name, I am watching For Color Girls. And I know that I will butcher this name and I hate when people butcher my name. I'm going to, I'm going to spell it. Uh, her name is N-T-O-Z-A-K-E, last name, S-H-A-N-G-E. And basically, I chose to watch this movie. I stayed up last night watching it because I wanted to understand on a deeper level what it meant to sing a black girl's song because I actually, I found seeing a black girl's song on the website from um aapf.org and like i've i heard of this movie you know the original version the theater version i've heard of it the tyler perry version i came on i believe 2010 but again i just don't personally like sitting down in front of these types of movies because i feel like that they do give me a level of trauma yes i did cry while i watched it as well so one important part of seeing a black girl song is that and and this whole thing is for us to create writing poetry movements and type of art based off of uh brianna taylor and as you guys know i am i am a poet and um i was i was thinking like i i have a poem that i wrote to my friend monet who passed a couple years ago and in that poem, I just kept saying, like, I didn't know this and I didn't know that. And that's what's coming to my mind when I'm thinking about this Brianna Taylor situation. But if if I had to give any glimpse of happiness for this, I'd say, dear Brianna, I'm I'm happy that you found love before you left this world, because so many people. Are in the search for love and they don't even know how to say it, but but you had it before you left and the person who loves you was right there and he tried to protect you as best as he could. This movie really dropped gem after gem and it really made me reevaluate my life and what I'm scared of and what I'm not scared of and the people who I have around me, which I do plan to do a, f- a full review with some of my girlfriends um later on, maybe not in this season. Well, actually, maybe in the season because it it actually fits to how um black females don't feel like basically as as being a woman of color is like all the things that we go through and men don't understand what they put us through and i've been really big recently learning about like black love and then it's like it's like i don't think every black man hates us but i also believe that they could treat us better and in this movie you see the injustices on black women by um black men so there are a few different things that i listened to in this uh in this movie by tyler perry that i really liked and the first one is being colored is a metaphysical disability another one is we are something missed and something promised and that one is because like we're I feel like people always promise us the world, but do we ever really get the world? Are people even like, yeah, babe, I'll give you the world. But like in the world, you also need the sun and you need the moon and the stars. Like, don't don't have asked me if you're going to give me something. So, yeah, it's like, yeah, I'll give it to you. Oh, well, you forgot or there's some type of excuse. You promised me something you never came through. And. Um, I personally love the part at the end where they, they are saying, my love is to something, blank, blank, blank. So for me, my love is too rare for you to treat it as if it's not, to so treat it as if it's something that you can throw away. So I do, um, I want everyone to watch this movie. If you haven't watched this movie, we'll definitely be talking about it in the future and it's something else. Like I said, it's it's all of this is just different forms of trauma for me. If you or someone that you know needs therapy right now, please go online and you can Google free services right now. If you are a college student, then your campus should offer free counseling on campus. If those options, well, if you don't find those options to be available to you or they're not the ones that you choose to use, you can go online to B.L. Hinton Foundation, which is a foundation created by Taraji P. Hinton, and she has free virtual therapy. Uh, round two just opened up for registration on June 5th. I'm not sure how many rounds that they are going to give, I just know that this is something that Taraji is doing for the people, and her hashtag is Black Minds Matter. Like I know how I feel, so I could only imagine how everyone else feels, or especially people who are younger than me. So make sure this is something that you take advantage of. For me, that was a lot to digest. This nine-one-one call, it it made me cry. Um, for these next few moments, I would like to identify. By saying her name, the woman who who I found that have been murdered by the police, and this is not an extensive list. This is I I don't know who in the world has a whole list of women who have been murdered by the police. On the website for um for say her name, there is a um on aapf There is a chart, but I tried to zoom into it and it's too like fuzzy for me to like make it out. So I got what I got, but I want you all to understand who are listening is that there are way more women of color than the woman who I'm about to name. Number one, Pamela Turner. Born April 8th, 1975 and she died May 13th, 2019. Sandra Bland, born February 7th, 1987, and she died July 13, 2015. Brianna Taylor, born June 5th, 1993, which her birthday just passed. Happy belated birthday, if we can even say it's happy. And she died March 13th, 2020. Corin Gaines, March 24th, 1992. She died August 1st, 2016. I believe she died while holding her son in her arms. Number five, Atiana Jefferson, November 28th to October 12, 2019. Six, Chantel Davis, May 26, 1989 to June 14, 2012. Number seven, Charlena Lyles. A black woman, a mother who was shot and killed by the police in her Seattle home in 2017. Number eight, India Beatty, killed by police in Norfolk, Virginia, in February 2016. Number nine, Rakia Boyd. Number ten, Michelle Cassia. Number eleven, Miriam Carey and number 12 and 13 they are both from the lgbt community number 12 is who is texting me right now the following two names are from the lgbt community number 12 is maya hall who is a trans woman Number 13 is Kayla Moore, who is also a trans woman. So now that I say this, I personally want to let you all know that I do personally know trans people. I know people of the trans community. In fact, Legendary is about to come out and I was an audience member a couple of months ago before outside um, closed. Uh, what else could I say? So my mind is in so many different directions. I, I apologize some people feel like the lgbtqa is not like we shouldn't represent them in black lives matters but the the true story is that they face a lot of the same issues that we face It's just that on one side you have people who are lesbian gay bisexual transgender but they can still be people of color or they can be caucasian people and then you have people who are of color and african americans just because they identify differently doesn't mean that they don't experience the same things that we experience when it comes to race so yeah we face a lot of the same issues but we also have our differences and just know that when a trans woman and people in this community are being attacked we need to stand with them because we are all in a fight together and we are all being attacked and like i said a lot of what we go through is the same thing in fact i think that the lgbt community i feel like they even though they still have a long way to go like they we can learn a lot from them because they are i feel like they personally stand up more to their hardships compared to african-american people and i do want to have i have i have I have one trans friend that I'm really close with. I have another trans friend. Um, I actually learned how to braid from a trans woman. Her name was Emil. And my teacher in cosmetology school couldn't teach me how to braid. But Emil was like the nicest person, always willing to help. And it's it sad to me that she died a couple years after I met her. That was a friendship that I would have liked to had continued. But when it comes to this community, I do want to find and ask one of my friends from this community to speak on a subject. I have taken a queer literature class before, like I learned all about Stonewall, I've read different books and excerpts about this community, but I don't feel like I actively live in it for for me to be the person and say, hey, let's talk about this subject, I need someone who's more in this lifestyle to to be on this podcast with me so if you are someone or you know someone then definitely let me know and uh this really stands out to me because maya hall i didn't know that she was a trans woman i actually went to go protest yesterday in manhattan and her sign was the only female sign and because i saw oh it's a female i took the sign and then i looked at it and i'm like you know it's crazy i don't even know this name and then i i googled and i read some of her story I need to honestly do more research and it was really like eye-opening to me because again like I said in the beginning of the podcast it's like I I don't exactly like the word ignorance but I know that there's so much more that I could learn and it's like my biggest thing right now is like yo I didn't know and I feel bad that I just I just didn't know Uh, On social media, some people have posted saying that we need to focus on us and that that community needs to focus on them. And what I say is that this is Pride Month. I say if we're out here marching, then they can be out here marching with us. They actually have every right to be out here marching with us for everything that they did during Stonewall. I feel like their march, like it wasn't even social media at the time. It was like handing out flyers. And then the amount of people that showed up was like really massive. And their tactics to outrun the police are also very impressive, and that's something that we could all learn from right now. So if 2020 can give us anything else, it is our continued unity. So after doing a little more research, I did find uh, some names. The other names that I found are from a Vimeo video titled say her name towards a gendered analysis of racialized state violence and the subtitle is hashtag her dream deferred a series on the status of black women on the aapf.org website so here is another list tarika wilson age 26 during 4th 2008 Killed by the Lima Police Department during a drug raid targeted at her boyfriend, Anthony Terry. Her one-year-old was shot as well. Ayanna Stanley Jones, age 7, killed on October 4th, 2011. She was killed in Detroit um, due to a raid and she was shot while she was sleeping on the couch. The murder suspect they were looking for lived somewhere else in the building. Now i remember when this one actually no it might have been something else more recent i want to say i believe i remember when this happened and i remember seeing it on the news but all i remember seeing is that like a kid was shot while she was sleeping on a couch i don't remember getting any more information and yeah the murder suspect they were looking for lived somewhere else in the building next is tanisha anderson age 37 she was killed on November 13, 2014. Police smashed her head in the pavement. Her family called the police because she was suffering from mental illness and supposedly disturbing the peace. But in situations like this, is like, if someone is suffering from mental illness, why do you attack them as opposed to sending the right people out there to, like, to help these people to calm to calm down while they're having their episodes and that's something beyond me i feel like the police department needs to really work on empathy i'm going to try and get um well i'm going to get an interview that i did a couple of months ago i interviewed a police officer and and we talked about so many different things but that um those sound bites, those are actually on campus, and yes, it's, it's coronavirus right now. I don't have it right now, but as soon as I get it, I'll make an episode about that. I'll just post the whole thing, and then I'll tell you guys to come back and listen to this one. Uh, Who's the last person? Next, Marlene Penog, 51, punched repeatedly by California Highway Patrol in... It doesn't show that she died, but to have a police officer to sit on top of you, someone who's supposed to serve and protect, someone who's supposed to be there for you in the community, to have them sit on you, hit you repeatedly in front of people driving by on the highway, and for it to be recorded and for millions of people to see, I think it's outrageous. I don't know if he went to jail or not, because the amount of time I would spend sitting here researching each person one by one it's 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 really out of this world rosa miller 29 put in a chokehold while pregnant by nypd after asking an officer why he wanted her to move her barbecue to the back of her own home pregnant literally pregnant when this happens like i hope the baby survived and she didn't suffer anything too too gravely uh melissa williams Age 30, Uh, she was killed on November 29, 2012. She was killed while riding in the passenger seat by Cleveland police. 137 shots were fired. 24 hit her. I'm not sure how many hit her boyfriend, but she wasn't armed and her boyfriend wasn't armed. It was a police chase. I know that some states have a law where you cannot shoot at a moving vehicle or a moving target because you have the possibility of hitting other people. I'm not sure what the law is in Cleveland. Number seven, Tamara Rice's sister was tackled and handcuffed after trying to help him after he got shot by the police by playing with a fake gun in the park when the police just rolled up on him and shot him and didn't do any type of investigation, just killed him so young. 8. Niza Morris, another black trans woman, found injured and unconscious after police officers took her, drove her home, and then it says that a police officer double back to see her, and she was still alive, and all the officer did was put a blanket over her head. Eleanor Bumpers, age 66, killed on October 28, 1984. She was shot after not paying rent and she also suffered from mil- mental illness that the police were aware of. Guys, Eleanor Bumpers, she was shot and killed over rent that was 85 no, $98.65. Again, that's $98.65. And God, it's like—is it—is it worth it? Is it worth it to to kill these people? And I'm always curious to how the killers feel and what they were thinking and what was going through their minds. And I know I can't say this enough, but I just like this is just what I found from a a little bit of research. So you can just imagine how many were killed that didn't make it in the media or people didn't report it because they felt like nobody would help which is an issue that i find with female they feel like no one can help they feel like they don't have a voice men are still mansplaining and speaking over them so they feel like they just shouldn't say anything at all and i'm here to tell you that it's really disgusting (sighs) whenever i find more names and i can update this list i i definitely will so guys, I do have some definitions today as well. Um, the word on the, the word of the day on UrbanDictionary.com is this: authoritarian. It means, in a political context, in favor of large, intrusive government that violates or suppresses individual rights, characterized by a law and order approach, failing to support civil liberties and/or economic freedom in society undemocratic in a non-political context bossy controlling domineering two racism a belief or doctrine that inherent differences among the various human racial groups determine cultural or individual achievement usually involving the idea that one's own race is superior and has a right to dominate others or that a particular racial group is inferior to the others A policy, a system of government based upon or fostering such a doctrine, discrimination, hatred, or intolerance of another race or other races. Some people argue and say, hey, it's not racist. If I can't stop a white person's money, then I'm not racist towards a white person. But if a white person can stop everything that I have going on in my life, including my money, then they're racist towards me. That's how some people see the word. So that's just something to uh, take into account. I personally, like, I do have Caucasian friends, but I feel like there's just such thing as, like, finding community. And I do prefer to be around African-American people. Some people say, hey, that's racist. You don't want to be around white people. And it's like, no, that's just me finding community. So that word is big and a lot to unpack and Just take time and sit on it and figure out what it means to you based upon the definition that I just gave. Number three, I put the word rob because some people said, oh, people are like robbing and robbing is slightly different from looting, which is the definition I gave last last time. So three, rob. To take something from someone by unlawful force or threat of violence, still from. Number four, which is my friend Estefany. This is her favorite word intersectionality the theory that the overlap of various social identities as race gender sexuality and class contributes to the specific type of systemic oppression and discrimination experienced by an individual often used attributively attributively god what did i say <laughs> five intersectional feminism A movement recognizing that barriers to gender equality vary according to other aspects of a woman's identity, including age, race, ethnicity, class, and religion, and striving to address a diverse spectrum of women's issues. Number six, gender inclusive. Now, tonight I was bothered for all different, well, this morning, whatever you want to call it. Oh, in the beginning, I didn't say... Did I say it? Well, guys, I'm sorry if I didn't say it earlier. (laughs) Good morning, good afternoon, good night, depending on what time you're listening. Right now, we are in the middle of doing definitions. And we're on number six. This is gender inclusive. Now, why I was saying that I was bothered is that, like, why couldn't I find this definition? It was not on dictionary.com. It wasn't on urbandictionary.com. But I found it on Macmillan Dictionary. So gender inclusive can be defined as simply including all genders. Now, something in- interesting that I found when it came to the um, the dictionary. So I was actually asked the question um, a couple episodes ago. I don't know if I ever answered it. But the question was like, why is there a G why is it whatever letter in refrigerator and like not in fridge and i was like hell i don't know let me look up stuff about dictionaries so i found that words are entered into the dictionary depending on how many times the word is used and found in text so if that is true gender inclusive has been used in text at least for the last two years straight i i swear to you i see it all the time people are talking about it all the time so why isn't it found in the dictionary Which was really bothersome to me and one of the next things that I'm taking up on in life is like me figuring out who am I gonna write to get things in the dictionary because that I don't I don't feel like it's fair and that's not just for the LGBT community that's that's for women that's for every community like who are the people that are in charge of reading which again I would believe that it's Caucasian people but I don't know I never met anyone who works for the dictionary Now, the word that really pissed me off tonight, which is really important for this whole thing. Part of the reason why this whole episode was constructed is mansplaining. Number seven. On dictionary.com, it says to comment on or explain something to a woman in a condescending, overconfident, and often inaccurate and oversimplified manner. So I found myself getting really irritated again because it was like I feel like there's more to the word than that and then also um urban dictionary I didn't write down exactly what it said but it basically was like when um when a woman doesn't have when a woman is wrong and the man gives the right answer and she's not happy about it so she just says that he's like mansplaining so an answer like that definitely says like hey this was written by a man who doesn't understand mansplaining, and he's trying to justify it. Basically, mansplaining, and I'm gonna give you guys an example of something that happened to me. I have a friend who I can say I'm I'm we're, we're cool and all, but he kind of gets on my nerves sometimes. But I um I had cramps one day, and I was like, actually, so men, you don't know this, but like birth control, sometimes it like makes you have like mood swings and stuff. So. I just took my birth control shot, and when I take my birth control, I can feel my mood change, right? I can feel it drop. I can I can just feel the difference. So we were supposed to be going to class. We met up so that we could go get food first. Ended up being late to class. Well, I went. He didn't go to class. And then when we meet up, I'm like, hey, you know, my mood is not, like, all here. And he asks why. And I'm like, oh, you know, birth control shot. Maybe I talk too much. Maybe I share too much. I don't know. But we're already here. So then he goes and says, well, um, PMS is, not, PMS is not a real thing. And just because you woke up on the wrong side of the bed doesn't mean that I have to deal with that. Number one, I didn't invite you with me. You invited yourself. Number two, I'm not giving you an attitude. I'm just letting you know that my mood is has changed just in case something does happen. But nothing, my mood, like I didn't give you an attitude. I'm just letting you know what's personally going on with me. Because in the type of friendship that we had, it's like... If something was wrong, then he would ask what's wrong. And then he continues to say, oh, well, you know, women in other countries who don't know what PMS is, they don't complain about it. And then for me, it's like, first of all, fuck you. Do you have ovaries? Do you have ovaries? Do you know what it's like to feel like somebody's punching me in my stomach all day? Do you know what it's like for my lower back to be hurting? Do you know what it's like for me to feel like I'm going to be throwing up? Like, you don't understand what I'm going through because you are not a woman. You do not have ovaries. You do not get your period every month. You do not carry tampons. You do not carry pads. So in this this particular situation, he was mansplaining what was happening to me. And he was overconfident in his explanation. He was condescending, basically saying that I didn't know what I was talking about. And I just found it to be completely rude and out of line. You cannot tell me that my experience is not real if you have never experienced it. So, it that's just one explanation, right? So, now I'm going to give you guys another example. So, when it comes to pay, mansplaining happens so much. And I actually had um, a conversation with my friend Matt. He showed me this whole... Um, this video about uh, women's pay versus like men's pay and why it was the way it was so basically men women make excuse me women make 77 cents compared to men making a dollar so it's true that women choose jobs with less overtime because they want to spend more time with their families Uh, women also choose jobs such as beginning a teacher because they are more nurturing and that's just something that comes natural to them Whereas men pick jobs with longer hours that make more money, and I mean this with every bit of shade in the world. That's why a lot of men are are bald, and also that's why men die at a certain age compared to women. And that's just my personal belief. I'll look up some facts for that, and I'll come back with to you guys on that one. I also feel like um, this is why this is why women w- are more close with their kids compared to men, even though the men do make more money. And just coming back to like what I've personally been through, my brother got paid more than me and we were working the same exact job. And then when I asked about a raise, the manager who hired both of us said that there was nothing that he could do about it. My male co-worker was able to keep his raise after our temporary management position contracts expired and I wasn't so he was getting paid a whole dollar more than me. There's this guy that I trained and he's an associate that was under my position and he got paid more than me, even though I had more experience and I was in a higher position than him. There is no one who can convince me that these gender issues don't exist when I experience them for myself. An example of a prominent figure in Hollywood is Adele Lim. She is the veteran co-writer of Crazy Rich Asians that came out in 2018. Adele Lim was paid an estimated 110,000 plus compared to her male counterpart with less experience. Peter Chiarelli was paid an estimated $800,000 to $1 million for the same job. This is according to the Hollywood Reporter article written by journalist Rebecca Sun. Some quick social media tags before I go on Instagram. You can find me at Q-U-A-M-E-I-S-H-A. Again, that's Q-U-A-M-E-I-S-H-A. Also, I created a page, a fan's page on Facebook And the name of the page is the museum of my mind i created this page because i feel like instagram is more for photos but facebook is definitely more for those deep conversations and i'm always interested in knowing what you guys think and what you want to hear and what you want me to talk about and how i can connect better with you and then of course in the future i would like to go to the museum with every single person who actually listens to my podcast so make sure that you follow me on social media so we can keep in touch and you know we have a trauma bond now so keep in touch we could talk about some of these things in person and we can we can hug now stay tuned for this part in closing today we are going to say happy birthday to brianna taylor i am going to play a clip by Amad arbery's mom to brianna and then I'm going to sing happy birthday without crying, hopefully.
2: Super Jones, I'm the mother of Ahmaud Arbery, the gentleman that was killed over in Bronson, Georgia. I'm reaching out to you particularly on this day because today was your your baby's birthday. I know days are difficult, but this day in particular is very difficult. Because my mom's birthday was back on May the 8th. There's no words of comfort that I can share to you from mother to mother. But what I can share is to let you know that you have always been in my prayers. And also to let you know that if there's anything that you... may need, and I can assist, please feel free to reach out to me. If it's just a listening ear, someone to talk to who can relate to your pain, I'm here. And lastly, I want to say happy, happy, heavenly birthday to Miss Brianna and Miss Taylor. She was such a beautiful child.
0: Brianna, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday Brianna, (sighs) happy birthday
2: to you.